Huh? I just told you. Well, anyway, four means you have you you you're bored with the world system, and so that's that's who Jesus said he preached the gospel to. That's the very first thing he said. Um, <clears throat> let's, we're going to prove this again. Let's go to um, uh, I just turned it on. Okay. Alright. You didn't you think I can run that? <laughs> I can't. We have total confidence. If you was flying a plane, I would have a parachute. Now let's just go back to Philippians. Never mind. I'm not going to go. We don't have time to do that. What I was thinking about doing. Okay, Paul is talking. He's talking about his. Um, he, he's bragging in terms of. Well, let's let's really go on. Let's start in verse four. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, assetching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Now we get, now we get to the point. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Now just stop a minute there. What things are gained to me, that's lost to Christ. Now, that doesn't work by just putting Christ and what's name on what you're doing. You understand? You don't have the right to put Christ's name on anything. That's that's blasphemy. So here he says, again, yea, doubtless, in verse 8 again, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. There's a whole lot of dancing on the head of the pen when we get into here because now that's not our calling to, to give up everything. That was back then or something. There's always a way you... You jump over this to make it not act applicable. And he will continue verse 10 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. To be conformable unto his death, that which you call you has to die. said it 10 million times that's the purpose of baptism is to bury the dead body and you arise in newness in newness of Christ yeah, but it's no longer you that live so I go on 
not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. And the word perfect is teleos, it means fully tested. But, I, <coughs> excuse me. But I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count myself to have, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting or neglecting those things which are behind or in the past, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be thus minded, that, excuse me, let, let us therefore, as many as be perfect, fully tested, or tested more than the ones you're talking to, and if any in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, we have attained, we have already attained, I can't even start over that with that one. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, by the same mind. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetites, and their, whose glory is in their shame, who mind or give breath to earthly things. For our manner of life is in heaven, from whence cometh, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change or transfigure our vile body, that it may be fashioned according to his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Now, the goal, the, the, if you really study the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit as the Trinity, you see that this, this is an interesting thing about time. The Father lives in no time. That's the first one. Though the Holy Spirit lives in time and space. That's what his job is. And we we can't even comprehend this. How do I live without giving importance to time? That's really what he's saying. And that's the end. Now, now let's go to Philippians uh, 2. Yeah. Verse 1. 
there be therefore any consolation in Christ if any comfort of love if any fellowship of the spirit if any bowels and compassion or mercies fulfill ye my joy that you be like minded having the same mind having the same love being of one accord of one mind now we just read the other part it's always about being of one mind and what this means is there is no private interpretation of the scriptures I don't have the right to say that that X, Y, Z unless there is a body no well I don't want to let's go on Let nothing be done through the strife or vain glory. Hmm? What? Check your no, I didn't say anything. Clear my throat. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I just cleared my throat. Oh, oh. You made me lose my place. Where is your place? I can't find it. Philippians 2. You went back to the We're now in. First up, verse 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem the other better than themselves. Now, what is, and we can understand strife, but what is vain glory? Anybody have any ideas? All glory is vain. Hmm? Seeking all glory is vain. It's the difference between being a theologian of the glory and a theologian of the cross. Yeah, but there's 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 many tests to see. That's just you can say it. But the one is is that you've forgiven everyone from a heart. That's how you get rid of vain glory. You forgive everyone that's ever done any wrong to you. Not only forgive it, but still go back and love them. Vain glory means you're holding on to something. That means that's all of vanity. But these tests, we've got to preach this test that you're of one mind. Okay. Look not every man on his own things or his own issues. But let every but every man also on the things of others. You would be, you know, you're, you're more concerned with another's welfare than you are with your own. That's fundamentally what that means. Okay, now we get to the meat. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it rob, not robbery or something to be grasped to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men now this strange it's a strange definition of when you see what it means in Hebrew or Greek but it's he made himself of no reputation again you can look it up in every 
place in the universe. The word, no reputation, is the word kino. And it means the emptiness has gone to a complete void. Because you have now seen that the Antichrist is not against Christ. He's instead of Christ. And you can't get by with saying, well, this is... This, you know, I tried them all to try to get by with having putting God's name on some harebrained idea I had. You can't do that. You've gone too far. That mind of Christ is the emptiness. Now, we're going to consider those things while I read this. This is the letter that Carrie Ratcliffe, remember her and her husband came here. She's been listening to the tapes for years. Starting after I hope you will. At first, the idea of not using my mind was troubling, to say the least. I reacted the way you say most people react. I'll just sit around and do nothing all day. But I've consistently heard what you say, that I need to trust and believe in the power of God. So I waited on him, not always, but more and more all the time or each day. how to describe what is happening. In a very simplistic way, my mind is being replaced. Hallelujah. It's still there. It's still full of crap. But I ignore it more and more. I don't act from here, pointing to your head, but from here, pointing to your heart. I am learning to discern the difference between my feeble mind and what I believe to be Christ in me, my only hope of glory. My mind hesitates. Christ acts. My mind protects. Christ acquiesces. My mind attacks. Christ surrenders. My mind lies. My mind lies. Christ says what is there. My mind hates. Christ loves. When I have a knee-jerk reaction, I allow it. Now, because I have to be able to see my God, see my reaction, so I know what parts of me still exist. But now I am being better able to distinguish between my mind and the will of God. I still have on my training wheels. I'm not perfect. Where where I am is changing. Where I am is changing. I am not my mind. The universe feels bigger and I feel smaller. I feel like a limb and not a tree. No, I feel like a leaf on the limb and I feel it like a leaf being carried by the wind. 
I try to find the words to describe what it is like to give up my mind and I can't. Harmonious, synchronized, in agreement, integrated. I feel like I have access to everything, but I don't really have access. Everything has access to me, and I bend to it. Hallelujah. I found myself, and this is now some prime examples of this, I find, found myself applying for a graduate school a few weeks ago. I applied for admission to go to, to a program that's something I never have considered before. I honestly don't know why I'm applying. I can't tie it to anything I really want. To, I really want to do. My mind can make, can't make sense of it because it's going to be expensive, time-consuming, and a huge unknown. But this is what came to me one day, so I did it. I thought it was going to be tough to get it all, to get, to get all the admissions requirements satisfied. But everything went through easily. I haven't been accepted yet, and I have no idea I will be accepted, but I don't care. I have nothing vested in it. If I'm accepted, I have nothing invested in it. If I'm not accepted, it was just what was before me. Now consider that. And she's walking with kitty wheels still on her tricycle. Can you see what the total abandonment of self really means? You slowly find out why and how many thousand ways your mind is the instead of Christ, the Antichrist. It can't be fixed. It's not subject to the law of God. It cannot be. Now this is this is the this is the this is the dividing line between soul and spirit. You know, it has nothing to do with salvation. It has to do with Disciple. Any response? I know you've heard it a thousand times. You'll hear it ten thousand more times if I'm alive. Because that is the preaching of the cross. It's not teaching about the cross. It's teaching your death. And your burial. And baptism. If this isn't what's the fruit of it, you didn't get baptized. You just got wet. You, you've got to face it. You've got to, because every time you use your mind, you're spotting the garment. The bride has made herself ready. She only has on the righteousness of Christ, which is the white. There's no more you. Again, it has nothing with salvation. Salvation has to do first getting out of the world. You can't even start the process until you get out of the world. When you're out of the world, then you go through the wilderness. And it is hell in the wilderness. But then you finally come to Katie Sparnia. And a lot of people think Katie Sparnia, 
Kadesh Barnea Muslim Sanctuary in the world. A lot of people think that that's, that's the promised land. No, you're not even in the land yet. Then you finally get on the land, and you find it even more troubling until you, until you finally see the finally thing is that you're on, on the mercy seat. The, whether you're on the mercy seat is tested. If you're on the mercy seat, you'll never again have a thought about what you're going to do or not do. This is the preaching of the cross. Amen. Any response? I'm going to change your name so I don't have to call you Anthony. That's my name. I had it a long time before you did. That's not, that wasn't even funny. He laughed. Well, he laughs at everything. That's true. So do I. I have a response to this. The, uh, <coughs> interesting <coughs> phenomena God has chosen our bodies as his habitation. Only the only the same way he chose Christ as his habitation. Same way, right? But it, but it, that's why Christ's baptism was his burial of the Son of Man. So here's the Spirit of God dwelling in us. We are the temple of the living God. But that's 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 only true if it's true. That doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. It means that you no longer take thought for tomorrow. There's no thought. Your mind is gone. Who makes the call whether it's true or not? The Holy Spirit. And the reason I preach this so constantly, go to Revelation 19. Wait, let's, let's stay on this. So it's true because there's belief. We, we hear the Word of God inspires, and there's belief generated within our being. And my point, before we get astray here, is that by what you're teaching and what I'm hearing is the Spirit of God dwells in us, but the Spirit of God doesn't dwell in our minds. That he seems to leave alone. No, that's not. That as the means of testing the truth of who he is. Right. Remember, that's what we did. We just studied that. When Jacob wrestled with the angel, right, and the reason when he finally gave up, the angel said, "You shall nobody be called Jacob, but Peniel." Yeah, and Peniel is a, that seat in your body, in your mind, at the very center. It's all men have it. It's if people who still do think it's a vestigial organ, but you know, an evidence of of uh, what do you call it? <coughs> Getting better. What type of? Um, anyway, but it's that pineal body that is the hope. That's it means the face of God, and that the Holy Spirit only dwells in that place of God, not in you know in your thoughts. He's, he's not going to fix your thoughts. He's never going to violate your will as long as you're in the world. He'll let you stay in the world until all of a sudden you wake up one morning and there's, my God, there's nothing in the world that I want. And that's why these scriptures say that if 
if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So the test is whether or not these things are true. If you're a friend of God, of the world, you're an enemy of God. These aren't, uh, this isn't some made-up thing, or is it some other, it's the test of, that's the reason time and space exist, so that you would get rid of everything except that face of God as your only guidance. And it's, it requires an abandonment, total abandonment of self. You're not abandoned because it says so. You're abandoned when you're abandoned. And that's... As, a, as this body exists, I can understand most of us think we're probably in the wilderness most of the time. Every once in a while we get a taste of... You know, when some of John's songs bring us all on the mercy seat. But we, then we go back to our own lives cost you everything you, you know there's no talent to losing everything but he, he lost all things and counted them but dung every aspect of his former life before the revelation of Christ in him was dung All right, that's enough. Take it big. Did that letter from Carrie help anybody? Yeah, I've heard it before, but it's uh, it's always encouraging to hear it again. Take it big. <coughs>